Bonjour, mes amis. You're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. Today, we're discussing how you are omnipotent. Yes, you heard that right. Omnipotent. Stay tuned to discover more. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong student, and spiritual seeker. I like to seek out the most effective practices and techniques that provide the greatest bang for my buck and the fastest route to freedom from whatever is holding us back. I can't wait to share with you these powerful techniques so that you too can sort yourself out, know deeper meaning in your life, and best of all, a sense of inner peace. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today for a discussion that I know has the power to uplift your life. Now, admit it. Did you see the title of this week's podcast, You Are Omnipotent, and think, yeah, right, Janine, I can barely keep up with all the crap that life is flinging at me, so how can I be omnipotent? And I know what you mean, because many of us feel powerless, or like we're buffeted around by the seemingly random shit that happens. We're all familiar with that modern-day piece of wisdom that shit happens, and I am not trying to say that we have ultimate control over all that shows up in our lives, but there is one area where we do have control, where we are omnipotent, and that is how we choose to think about all that is going on, and how we think about things will be reflected and how we react to people and circumstances and events. All of that is entirely up to us. However, for many of us, that will involve raising our awareness and achieving a level of mindfulness to become aware of what's going on betwixt our ears. Without that awareness, we're at the mercy of our programming and conditioning. And what is that? Basically, it's how we've been brainwashed. It's all the ideas about ourselves and about life that we absorbed as children and that have become a part of the operating system that is the subconscious mind. So we grow up believing certain things about the world and about our potential. Someone who grew up hearing their parents say, Everyone is out to get you. You've got to look out for number one. Is going to have a very different worldview from someone who heard, people are always helpful and kind. But it doesn't stop there. And this is where it gets serious. Because we experience in life what our brainwashing leads us to expect. Expect that life is hard and that there's always a calamity around the corner just waiting to screw you over. And that's what you're going to experience in life. Because thoughts are creative energy that attract experiences to you. You may have heard that phrase, I'll believe it when I see it. But that is not how things work. It's actually the other way around. We see the world according to our beliefs. And because we get more of what we focus on, we get stuck in this self-fulfilling prophecy where... If we believe that everyone is out to get me, then we attract experiences that conform to this belief 
And then these experiences confirm to us that everyone is indeed out to get me. But you know what? The universe is impartial. It is neutral. It will always provide us with people and circumstances that match our beliefs for good or for ill. It reflects back to us what we believe. And this is how we can know that we need to take charge of the thoughts and beliefs we hold, even if we're not consciously aware of what they are. And that is by looking at the quality of the experiences in our life. So if you're experiencing endless strife and unpleasant people and circumstances, then you can be sure that you've got some work to do on your belief system. Now, here's a little paradox to consider. The universe or life or whatever you want to call it confirms to us that our beliefs are true. They are true for us because the impartial universe provides us with experiences that match our beliefs. But in the greater sense, our beliefs are not necessarily true. They are merely the programming we received as children from others who were mere flawed individuals doing the best they could in accordance to their own beliefs that they received from their parents and from society at large. Louise Hay said in You Can Heal Your Life, What we think about ourselves becomes the truth for us. I believe that everyone, myself included, is responsible for everything in our lives, the best and the worst. Every thought we think is creating our future. Each one of us creates our experiences by our thoughts and feelings. The thoughts we think and the words we speak create our experiences. We create the situations and then we give our power away by blaming the other person for our frustration. No person, no place, and no thing has any power over us, for we are the only thinkers in our mind. When we create peace and harmony and balance in our mind, we will find it in our lives. Unquote. So, we need to accept responsibility for our lives. The ageless wisdom teaches that as we step onto the spiritual path, that we are self-taught. It is up to us to seek out the ways that we can uplift ourselves, transmute our negative or unhelpful or untrue assumptions and beliefs and states of being, such as all that negative programming that we received that drags us down and holds us back from achieving our potential and ultimately become people who, through our own healing process in our own lives, become agents of healing in the world. As I'm always saying, our own well-being radiates out and uplifts everyone we contact, everyone we meet. So this is where the three phases of transformation come in. I've talked about this a lot in my first few podcasts. So you might want to go listen to episodes two, three, four, and five 
for an in-depth discussion of the three phases. But I'll give you a quick recap here about what the three phases of transformation are so you can see how to become omnipotent in terms of mastering your thought processes. Phase number one, raise your awareness. This phase involves us becoming aware of what is going on in the subconscious mind. Because believe me, as I discovered when I quit drinking, it can be an unholy mess in there. Until you shine a light on all the crap that's going on in there, you are at its mercy and it will be a major source of self-sabotage. Phase number two is liberate yourself. This phase is all about liberating ourselves from the unhelpful ideas and untrue suppositions and limiting beliefs that we discover lurking in our subconscious minds, blocking our success and aspirations. And phase number three, reprogram your mind. In this phase, We reprogram our minds at the subconscious level with the beliefs that facilitate lasting change. There are two important aspects to this phase. One, we choose the beliefs, the helpful, nourishing, and progressive beliefs that we are going to install in our minds. And two, we use techniques and practices that allow us to install the beliefs at the subconscious level where they will be accepted. This makes a huge difference to trying to install a belief from a conscious level. So those are the three phases of transformation. They are all about making the unconscious conscious, freeing ourselves from our hindrances and then consciously choosing and installing at a deep level, the beliefs that will uplift our being and, as Louise Hay said, create peace and harmony and balance in our minds. Now, these are necessary steps to becoming an omnipotent master of your mind and your brain, as otherwise you are operating on autopilot at the mercy of that subconscious conditioning which produces automatic knee-jerk reactions again and again. Effectively, when you do not take responsibility for sorting yourself out in this way, you are practicing mindlessness. (laughs) Let me say that again. You are practicing mindlessness, not mindfulness. And we don't want to be mindless. No, we don't. So this leads us to a related area where we can become omnipotent. And that is in how we react to the people and circumstances in our lives. Now, ideally, we don't even use the word react because as it suggests, we are re-acting. We are repeating a certain response to a stimulus. What we want to do is to have a fresh mind where when someone presses our buttons like they have a zillion times in the past, instead of descending into the same pattern or argument that we always do, we are able to pause 
and observe that habitual knee-jerk reaction arise, and then, ta-da, choose to respond differently, more wisely, less emotionally. We step out of the same old patterns of behavior we've been trotting out for years, or maybe even decades, and create a shift where we can dispassionately observe not only what is taking place in the exterior environment, but also what is welling up in our own interior environment, in our thoughts and emotions, and then consciously choose our actions. This is known in the ageless wisdom as cultivating the attitude of the detached observer. Even though the same old habitual feelings and reactions may rise up instantaneously within you, you are no longer merely the experiencer when you become the observer. You quickly observe the feelings and reactions arising and create a moment of space where you allow something new, something higher, an unbiased response to what is really at hand rather than a reaction that may be based on a coping mechanism that you developed when you were five years old. And this is true freedom. This is your power of omnipotence. This puts you in touch with the truth of what is actually unfolding in your relationship with another or within a circumstance. You are able to disrupt a current of energy that has been operating within you for ages. You interpret it afresh. You uplift it to a higher level. And guess what? The people around you will recognize this power within you. They might be a little bewildered at first, as you no longer rise to the bait like you've been doing for 20 years, but they will thank you in the end because you have just created a healing that releases them as well as you from a long-standing cycle of behavior and possibly codependence. It is truly a healing taking place. And it doesn't stop there. Because it could quite possibly be clearing some of the karmic bonds between you and allowing you to free yourselves and move on in ways much greater than you understand in the here and now. Now, here is a little exercise you can do to start creating that space in your life that takes you out of autopilot. And this is the practice of stopping. It's really simple. You just have to remember to do it. As you go about your tasks and the things that make up your day, stop for stop yourself for just a second during what is normally an automatic process and become aware of what you are doing. For example, Reaching for a glass of water, before your hand touches the glass, just stop, just for a microsecond, and become fully aware of the movement 
and then try to carry on that consciousness as you continue on with the movement. Notice the feel and the temperature of the glass in your hand, of lifting the glass to your lips, the sensation and taste of water in your mouth, etc. Try to remain in this mindful flow for as long as you can, perhaps starting with a few minutes and expanding it to a half an hour or more as you become proficient. Keep applying the stopping and noticing technique to various actions throughout the day. Now, as I said earlier, in my previous podcast, I discussed lots more practices that you can employ to raise your awareness, to liberate yourself from your subconscious conditioning and limiting beliefs, and to reprogram your mind so that you can become omnipotent. Friends, it is totally possible to go from impotent in terms of managing your thoughts and emotions and reactions, to omnipotent. These are top-down approaches to cultivating your well-being, meaning we use the higher parts of ourself to manage the lower parts. And this creates an exponential shift whose effects ripple out to uplift all areas of our lives through the higher awareness it generates. Do not underestimate this power to totally improve your relationships and to speed up not only your own evolution, but that of all humanity. Nice. Okay, so go back and listen to those podcasts if you'd like to know more. And if you want to hop on to the fast track to omnipotence, you can download my free quick start guide to doable meditation as there is no better top-down approach than daily meditation to help you on your way. And if you've been faffing around for years but never really committing to a daily meditation practice, I have got you covered because this guide gives you really simple, no-fuss instructions on how to meditate and to make sure you can fit it into your day and to help you to move past the resistance that so many of us feel when we start meditating. So this will help you to get started and, most importantly, keep going. And even better, folks, the method I describe only takes you five minutes. And that is why it is so doable. And FYI, I discuss meditation in depth in episode three. I'll include the links to my guide and to that podcast in the show notes, or you can access them at theinspirationcloud.com slash S-Y-O-9. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this discussion and are ready to embrace your own omnipotence. You can do it. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back next week discussing a subject I find fascinating, how to tune up your energy system for greater health and vitality. We'll be looking at what your energy body is, 
how it connects to the physical body and the wider energy field of the planet and how you can protect yourself from those people who suck the life out of you. Plus, I'll be recommending a couple of natural supplements to boost your energy and mental focus, and we'll be discussing lots of other groovy things. See you then. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you found this podcast helpful and full of uplifting ideas that you can put into practice in your life. And if you have, chances are your friends and family will too. So please share it with them on social media. You'll be helping them to sort themselves out because I bet you think they need it, right? But seriously, you'll also be doing me a huge favor in return and I will be eternally grateful. I would also love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a nice one, please. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast too. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at theinspirationcloud.com. Have a good one. Thanks again. And I'll see you next week.